Thanks for that. Guys, you want to stay up here or you want to sit down there? Whichever, I don't mind. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you will, we're not going to have a reading uh, specifically this evening because we've got loads of different verses just on the inside the service sheet. And we're going to refer not to all of those this evening, but certainly to uh, a good number of them as we go through. You'll see the talks in two parts, and um, you'll see an outline on the back of the service sheet. So you'll see there are nine points, four in the first bit of the talk and uh, uh, five in the second one. Now, when we're thinking, um, thinking of our top goals for this year as a church, and uh, uh, can we just um, bung the PowerPoint up now? And we'll see that one, and one of these is, uh, if you've got one of these cards, hopefully it's on your fridge, and you'll see that one of these is learning to be a praying people. And then it says underneath that, helping one another become a people who love praying. Now, as part of that, helping one another to become a a praying people, to be a praying people, uh, we've got a Lent course coming up. And during our Lent course, which starts on the 1st of March, on David's Day, and uh, uh, we are going to have a school of prayer. And over these last couple of days, uh, uh, three, four of us from the staff have been up at a conference in London about prayer. And because we're part of the Sussex Social Partnership, last Wednesday, we had a mole morning with Mark Redhouse, who used to be here, uh, telling us uh, more about prayer there. And uh, I think it would be a really good thing, as we're we're learning more things, as we're wanting to pass it on to one another, it would be a really good thing, actually, uh, for us as a church family, if we said, actually, as part of my commitment to these top goals for 2017, if I'm going to line up and I'm going to say uh, we're going to get to the Lent course uh, this year. It starts on the 1st of uh, March and details, I hope once we've sorted out the outline for it, we're waiting until we've been on these conferences this last week, once we've sorted out the outline then uh, uh, they'll be available I hope next, uh, next Sunday. Now one of the things also that we're doing in order to help us to learn to pray is every, um, uh, every first Sunday of the month through the entire year we're going to be teaching about praying. Uh, so in the mornings, we're going through the Lord's Prayer, little bit by little bit, 12 sermons on, on uh, praying in the morning. And uh, in the evening as well, we're looking at certain aspects of prayer. And this evening, well, we, you'll, as you'll see from the inside of our service sheets there, we've called it And Be Thankful. And that comes, uh, these, these verses here are in, in biblical order. So uh, uh, it's the fourth column, okay? Halfway down the, the fourth column, Colossians 3.15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace, and be thankful. That's where it comes from, okay? It's Colossians 3.15, the last part of it. Now, uh, uh, and we have, as Christians, we have huge amount to be thankful for. Please never ever say to me, if you're a Christian, you've got nothing to be thankful for, okay? You know, I, th- I thought Matt was going to say, looking down at our feet, you've got feet. You know, be thankful, you've got feet, you've got legs, you can walk. There's so much stuff we can be thankful for. But specifically as Christian people, we've got vast amounts of stuff to be thankful for. We're, we were on the way to a lost eternity. If you're Christians, we're now on our way to heaven. What is better than that? We now have a purpose of life. We now have a, a new life in Christ. We've now been forgiven. We now have the Holy Spirit living within our lives and our hearts. We now know personally the Lord and Master of this universe. We have so much to give thanks for. And as uh, St. Ambrose said, have this, uh, no duty is more urgent than that of returning thanks. And George Herbert, thou hast given me so much, give me one more, a grateful heart. 
Christians should be people who have grateful hearts. So at the first, uh, the first point, the first of these big things this morning, uh, this morning, what time of day is it? This evening is, uh, so there we are, thinking and going on to the next one. Here we are. And be thankful. Uh, and we're thinking particularly that it's something that's appropriate for Christians. Look at Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 4, right hand fourth column there, Ephesians 5, 4. Nor should these, we've been talking about dodgy stuff, uh, nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk or coarse joking, we're out of place, but rather thanksgiving. And he says, he's saying there that this is something that's appropriate for Christian people. Some things are just out of place, inappropriate for Christian people. He names some of them there, doesn't he? Um, but uh, it actually he also says there are some things which are entirely and rightly appropriate for Christian people. So uh, in England, we're awfully well-mannered, aren't we? You're in a restaurant, say, and a waitress, waiter brings you your food, and you say, thank you. You go to Costa, you wait for ages, and then they make you the coffee, and you say, thank you, when it eventually comes. You go to a, for a meal in someone's house, and you say, thank you, when they bring it to the table. Uh, you give someone, or someone gives you a lift, and you want to say thank you to them, and so on. And if, you're, if you know, we're brought up properly, we're English, we smile, and we say, thank you. It's our culture. Culture, the kind of shorthand for culture, is the way we do things here. And the way we do things here, here in the Christian church, is actually we're thankful people. That's what Christians do. It is appropriate. G.K. Cheston said this, You say grace before meals, all right, but I say grace before the play and the opera. And grace before the concert and the pantomime. And grace before I open a book. And grace before sketching, painting, swimming, fencing, boxing, walking, playing, dancing. And grace before I dip the pen in the ink. Christian people, our culture should be to be thankful. Christian people are thankful people. Second, with uh, Christian people want to be thankful to God. And then we want to encourage one another to do that. Now, we just need to remind ourselves that we're thankful, but specifically, we're thankful to God, to our Lord and Master, okay? For all sorts of things, like that uh, G.K. Chesterton guy who said there. Now, of course, our thankfulness is going to spill over to thankfulness to other people. But thankful to God means that we pray, doesn't it? means that we will remember him and thank him daily, moment by moment of things. Just look at 1 Chronicles 16, verse 4. Left-hand column, three down from the top. He appointed some Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord to extol, thank, and praise the Lord, the God of Israel. That's the Levites, that's the religious professionals, okay? Leading God's people and helping God's people and being an example to God's people in terms of thanking God. Psalm 118, right at the bottom, column 2. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Psalm, the next, top of the next column, Psalm 136. Give thanks to who to? To the Lord, for he is good, and so on. Now, it sounds obvious, but we need to say it. Well, our thanks, as Christian people, go to God, okay? Something good happens, you thank him for it. And good stuff happens all the time, okay? You get good exam results, you thank the Lord for them. It's a lovely day. Now, to me, a lovely day is when it's misty and drizzling. To you, a lovely day may be sunshine. But Christian people will thank God whatever the weather, okay? Um, you get a new jacket, you say, thank you, Lord, for this. You get some good news through the post. Thank you. Oh, by the way, um, Sarah Howell as was. Was KO leader? Remember Sarah? Yeah. You know, she had a baby. 
And I got the email, and, I, and, and it said uh, Clarabel Joy was born, and uh, six pounds, whatever it was. And, uh, uh, and I just sat out, sitting up in my study on my own, and I was uh, at work, I think, and, uh, and I just burst out praising God. I said, thank you, Lord. That's great news. They've had a baby. Isn't that brilliant? Great news. And you want to share that with other people. So I just have. And, uh, and then one other thing. Have you noticed a lot of the psalms and a lot of the songs that we sing are horizontal? They're sideways. Um, by which I mean this. Look at Psalm 106, verse 1 again. Uh, actually, we haven't looked at it yet. So it's the second column, and uh, you see where it says Psalm 100, verse 4, towards the bottom. Well, it's the next bit down, okay? Psalm 106, verse 1. Praise the Lord, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, his love endures forever. And you see what's happening there? He's actually, the psalmist, he's, he's just uh, encouraging God's people to join together in praising and thanking God. It's horizontal, it's sideways, if you like. Now, there's a lot of stuff like that uh, in the Bible, okay? Uh, Look at Psalm 95, for instance, just above that. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. And the Church of England for 500 years sung that at the start of their uh, morning services. It's called the Vanity in Latin, okay? So it's an encouragement to Christian people uh, to be praising and thanking God. Number three, let's be thankful for Christians. Have a look around. Do have a look around. Might be slightly awkward, but uh, look at the back of the head of the person in front of you. Now, the Bible says that we should be consistently thankful for other Christians. Okay? That is for one another here, that we should be consistently thankful for each other. When you read the New Testament, you look at Paul's letters in the New Testament, almost always, apart from the one we're normally looking at in the evening service, Galatians, but almost always, uh, in the first chapter, uh, Paul is uh, writing words of thanks. Look at third column, towards the bottom, Romans 1.8. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you. Or uh, top of the, towards the top of the right-hand column there, Ephesians 1, 15 and 16. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. We've got to thank God for each other. And it, it actually, the thing we thank God for is, you know, thank you, Lord, for um, um, X, Y, Z here, for instance, and they're really, uh, they're, they're, uh, they're really tall and good-looking, or they're, uh, uh, oh, I don't know, or they've uh, done so well in their exams or something like that. Well, we could thank God in that way, but that's not what the Bible says. Actually, whenever Paul is thanking God for Christians in the New Testament, whenever we see that for Christians, he's actually saying, there's Dennis Harwood. Lord, thank you for Dennis Harwood, and thank you he's a Christian, and he's on his way to heaven. Thank you for what you've done in his life. I see Gene Cowley sitting down here smiling at me, and we want to say, whenever we think of Gene Cowley, Lord, thank you for Jean. Thank you you saved her. Thank you for your great work in her life. Amen. Amen. Okay? That's the kind of thing the New Testament is saying in terms of why we thank God for other people. So, let's pause for 30 seconds. I'd just like you to say thank you to the Lord in that kind of way for maybe someone who's sitting in front of you, next door to you, whatever it would be. But let's just pray silently and give God thanks. Thankful for other Christians. And then the fourth point here... Uh, is thankful together. Now that really follows on from the second point. Um, we're not just encouraging each other to be thankful, but we're actually doing it together. 
there's a great Old Testament uh, principle. You look at Leviticus 22, top of the left-hand column. When you sacrifice a thank offering to the Lord, sacrifice it in such a way it will be accepted on your behalf. Leviticus gives lots of outlines and principles for how God's people worship together and how they thank God together. And uh, uh, that's in Psalm 95, 1 and 2. We've already looked at that, haven't we? Psalm 95. Come, let us sing for joy. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let's do it together. Uh, Psalm 104, 100, verse 4. End his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Praise his name. Uh, you could paraphrase that and say, let's go to church together and praise and thank God when we get there. Psalm 35, verse 18 there, middle of the right-hand column. I will give you thanks in the great assembly among the throngs. I will praise you. Of course, that means church in our, in our lingo, doesn't it? Church should, should be a group of Christian people who want to get and spend at least part of their time together in praise and thanks for God, to God, for what he's done. Really? That's what that's about? And that, that, that's one reason why we sing, isn't it? More about that later on. But spoken thanksgivings are great news uh, when Christian people meet together. Lord, thank you for KO. Thank you for uh, Rooted on a Thursday night. Thank you for Explorers on a Thursday night. Uh, Lord, thank you for the night shelter. Thank you for our 15 guests and so on. Uh, thank you for all those great things. So there, um, there are five more things later on. But so far, as we think about and be thankful as God's people... Let's just remember these things. It is just appropriate for Christians. It should be our culture, the way we do things here. We want to be thankful to God, and we want to encourage one another to be thankful. We want to be thankful for other Christians, and we want to be thankful together. More later. Uh, you may think that the, uh, these sheets and these verses here, there are an awful lot of verses there, um, uh, it's just a selection of what the Bible has to say about being thankful in prayer. I've, uh, uh, I've looked up every verse in the Bible about being thankful, and uh, that's a, a selection. I think actually, though, uh, that the nine points we're making tonight uh, are a fair summary of what the Bible says uh, about thankfulness in prayer. We're on, we're on point number five now. Um, shall I go back one? Here we go. There we go. Number five. Uh, committed. Uh, to thanksgiving. Now, we've already seen Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, and be thankful. Simple, straightforward command to be thankful. A little bit later on in Colossians, right-hand side, right-hand column, just underneath that, he says there, as Paul writes to the church, uh, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. When, you, when you're devoted to something, it means you're committed to it. That means a sacrificial commitment to whatever you're doing um, so uh, it means if I'm praying it means I'm not doing something else if I'm committed I'm devoted to prayer it means I'm not doing uh, another hour on something else whatever it would be on uh, watching the television or uh, uh, popping out to the cinema with my friends this time and so on uh, or playing some more sport or, or whatever it would be so how could you be a little bit more committed to being thankful what about grace at mealtimes? Does your family say grace at mealtimes? How's about saying grace at mealtimes? It's a good thing to do. Why not start it? Why not have, say, five minutes at some point in the day that you set aside simply to thank God for who he is, 
for all he's done for you and your friends, for your Christian friends, what he's doing in their lives. Be thankful for God, to God for all his mercies, all his great things he's done for you. To thank God for uh, this church, for KO, for Thursday evenings here, for all the stuff, the people who help us and so on at this church. We could do that. Five minutes. Revolutionize your life. Five minutes. And I also want to say, it's always easier to be committed to something if we've told someone else that we are committed to doing it. So if you're going to do that, why not say to a friend tonight, I've committed to that five minutes that Phil was talking about. Five minutes a day, just being thankful. And can you ask me next Sunday how I got on? Seven days, five minutes a day. So uh, committed to Thanksgiving number six is singing our thanksgiving. It happens all over the show. Look at Nehemiah, top of the second column. And uh, we're looking at verse 31 there. And I had the leaders of Judah go up on top of the wall. I also assigned two large choirs to do what? To give thanks. One was to proceed on top of the wall to the right towards the dung gates. That's nice. And the two choirs that gave thanks then took their places in the house of God. So did I, together with half the officials wonder what the other half are doing. But the two large choirs giving thanks. That's a load of people, I imagine, leading God's people in that. Um, you can see it, the singing also, that is there again in Psalm 95. We've mentioned that before. Uh, what about Psalm 30, middle of the second column? That my heart may sing your praises and not be silent. Lord my God, I will praise you forever. Uh, there are a couple of other references there, the one in Ezra and Jeremiah. Um, but don't you want to sing when you're happy? You know, I get out on my bike, um, hopefully I'll be out up on the downs tomorrow morning as it's getting light up on the downs. I will probably be singing, okay? I will probably be singing. More likely singing on the way downhill, because I've got more breath going downhill. But, uh, but isn't it great to come to church and to sing with others? Uh, singing, it's often singing our praises to God. So thankful for Matt and what he's doing to help our music go forwards and so on. And let's be praying that we would do, as we're, we're talking, one of our great goals for this year is to make Sunday's best. So let's pray uh, for Matt and that, it, that he would be able to help us uh, do, as, do as well as we can to God's glory in our music. I think it's just partly about being enthusiastic. Sometimes when I'm here uh, singing to God, I like to stop singing and listen to you lot singing. Because it does me an awful lot of good. I mean, it's probably best if we don't all stop at the same time. But, you know, but it's a good thing, isn't it? Listening to other gods. I did it this morning. It's a tear running down my cheek as I was listening to God's people praising him together. I think it's uh, so encouraging to do that. And uh, so let's do that. Let's sing our thanksgivings to God. Number seven is uh, thanksgiving for communion. We've got communion tonight, Holy Communion we call it. Sometimes it's called the Eucharist. That's a good name, it's Greek, it means good grace, it means thanksgiving. In our kind of tradition in church we tend not to call it that, but it is a, it's a Eucharist, it's a thanksgiving. Because we're thanking God that Jesus died for us. With the bread, we're thanking God and remembering Jesus' body given for us. With the blood, we're remembering and thanking God for Jesus' blood that was shed for us. In Luke 22 there, third column, two-thirds of the way down, this is what Jesus said. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them. In uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 16, I don't think that one's on the sheets, uh, uh, it's called there, this cup of thanksgiving. 
the cup that we take tonight is called a, a cup of thanksgiving. So one thing to do tonight, when you see the bread and the wine in communion, and usually when I give out communion, I say to the, the person I'm giving it to, I say, and be thankful, or let us be thankful, because I'm very thankful. I hope you'll be thankful as well as we take the bread and the wine tonight. So let's remember to give thanks uh, as we receive tonight. And if you're not going to receive the bread and wine, you can still be thankful. You can still be thankful to Jesus that he died for you. So that's number seven, thankful for communion. Number eight is a life of thanksgiving. A life of thanksgiving. Um, I mean, that's, well, let's have a look at a number of things here. But look, uh, right-hand side, towards the bottom, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do you want to know God's will for your life? That's it. That's it. Pray, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Just looking at verse 18 there. Give thanks in all circumstances. Not necessarily for all circumstances. That's a bit sick, frankly, to do that. Why would you thank God that someone's been badly hurt in a car crash? You know, you pass, uh, you're, on the, you're on M23 uh, with Sam and, uh, uh, and you, you pass a crash the other way and you rub a neck like everyone does and thank God, thank you all so much for that crash. That's sick. That's not what it's saying, okay? It's saying uh, we're going to give thanks in all circumstances. So what it means is, for instance, um, despite the rough stuff that happens in this world, despite the sadnesses, despite the horrible things that happen, we will still be thankful people, remembering actually the biggest thing cannot change and will not change because Jesus died for us. He's alive, and if you're a Christian, you're on your way to heaven, and nothing will stop that, okay? That's what it means by giving thanks in all circumstances. And we'll want to pray. If you pass a crash on a motorway, I hope you, like me, pray for the people involved. And you pray for the uh, PTSD and so on that can happen to the ambulance people and the firemen and the policemen who are involved. And you pray for them. But you certainly don't give thanks for it. But you certainly pray for them and thank God that actually he is there and he's with those people helping them and so on. We want to have a life of thanksgiving, thanking the Lord and uh, remembering him uh, at all times for all that he's given to us. And then finally, eternity of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the business of heaven. Look at Psalm 30 verse 12, uh, second column um, in the middle. That my heart may sing your praises and not be silent, Lord my God. I will praise you forever. What a, what a great confidence that is. And so, uh, when praise and thanking God here, when we're doing that, we're, we're practicing for heaven. And then look at the very last verse, fourth column, right, right at the bottom. We give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was, because you have taken your great power and have begun to reign. That's a picture of heaven. That's what Revelation is. A series of pictures of heaven. That's a picture of heaven. And that's a picture of you and me in heaven. And we will be there one day, if we're Christians, with him, rejoicing, thanking him for this fantastic gospel, which has opened the door 
that we will be with him for all eternity. So one thing this evening, whatever happens, whatever we're going through, whether it's wonderful or whether it's hideous, whoever you're with, however you're feeling, whatever's going on, let's just remember this one thing, Colossians 3, 15, and be thankful.